I am recording. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. <laughs> Sally. Oh, I'm Andrea, by the way. This is my friend Sally. <laughs> I'm Sally. And we're here to talk about Posse Comitatus. And basically, you just yeah. can't stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Oh, man. Season three finale. One, it's just, yeah. just take all the blood from my veins, why don't you? <laughs> what do we even talk about? It just, like... I don't really want to sing the, the theme song right now. Okay, that's fair. It would be very There's sad. So, yeah, it would, it would be very out of tune, I'm sure. You know, more so than normal. Should we just TikTok Yeah, then? let's just... Just for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, does anybody not know what happens in this one? <laughs> Uh, all right well so they're moving forward with the assassination plot for abdul sharif at the same time they're going they're trying to get this vote through for the the welfare welfare act the welfare bill they also are going at the same night are going to see the war of roses roses in new york where they're going to run into richie or maybe not Mm -hmm. and um, so Sam's sort of, and Sam's sort of trying to redeem himself throughout, and we're interviewing a new secretary, uh, Debbie Fitterer, and things happen with CJ and CJ's Secret Service agent, Simon. Simon dies! Killed in the convenience. Gosh! Why? Spoiler. Why? Yeah, I don't, I... Oh. You got me. Golly. It was a rough one, man. It's rough. It is rough. Like, there. let's just dive right yeah. in. There are obviously a lot of emotional episodes of The West Wing. There is two cathedrals, of course. Mm-hmm. The first season finale is whenever when they get shot, or like the first Somebody's two episodes of hit. the season yeah. two. Those are emotional, and those are intense, but they're not like sobbing sad. And when Miss Landingham dies... It's really sad. But for some reason, this episode, there's one more episode in season seven that I cry harder at, obviously. But this episode, and I think it purely has to do with watching CJ cry. Oh my gosh. I think it, it that it's 100% it, is Alice and Janie sitting on that sitting bench. Sitting on that bench in New York City by herself. It's just, sh- by herself, she does a fantastic job. Mm. She does a fantastic job. I've got job. chills it just was thinking just, about it. Oh, man. It was so good. It's just, and I think that's, I think it's a pretty iconic scene. Obviously, Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah is playing in the background. Oof. Couldn't and be any better. I think, I mean, you posted a, a shot of it on Instagram, and it was liked a lot. I think it's just, it's heartbreaking, man. Oof. It's heartbreaking. And because it goes from, she's finally, they found the guy, or they think they found the guy, who was, mm-hmm. you know, threatening to kill her. So, A, right. there's that relief. B, that means that mm-hmm. he can, uh, Simon isn't on her detail anymore, which means that they could actually date. And then there's this, like, hope mm-hmm. of, like, oh, my gosh, we like each other. And it's finally going to happen. Yeah. So, like, there was such a buildup. And it 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 just died. It just completely died. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't even... I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I'll- it was just, well, and it was just so 
senseless. It was. It was just so, like, like, okay, like, Miss Lanningham dying. You can at least, it sets up Bartlett's re-election, run for re-election. It sets up so much. And she had to go shoot another show. So, like, but, like, so you can kind of see the, the, you can see how it works in the story. And this, I mean, they make a good, they build a good story around it, and, like, it, it drives home the point of it being senseless, you know, crime, boy, I don't know. But, other than that, it doesn't drive the plot, if that makes sense. I mean, it it brings about a great plot, but it's not necessary for the furthering of the plot. Yeah. And, I think that's the, that's the heartbreak. Not even that, but, like, it's not even like that honorable. It's not not honorable, but he gets shot in a convenient it's so robbery. He doesn't even get shot defending yeah, CJ. Like if he had been it's killed so defending senseless. CJ, it would have been not expected, but but kind of. It would have been at least a little earned. Right. It just, but I mean, you know, all right, you know, death doesn't distinguish. Like it, it, death is senseless. Fine, whatever, but. I I don't know. I'm not criticizing the story. I think the whole story's perfect. I think this episode is perfect. I think Two Cathedrals is a great episode of television. I think this is high up there on my list, too. Absolutely. I'm glad that they found the guy earlier, so that way CJ didn't feel responsible. So I'm I'm glad that he wasn't killed in the line of duty in that way. Yes, agreed. Because that would have had to play with CJ's emotions so much more. And Right, I agree with that. I, uh, I definitely agree with that. Also, but that convenience store owner couldn't have, like, given him a nod or anything? Dude. Well, I also just felt like, would he not have checked? You know what I mean? Like, would he yeah. Would he really have been let his guard down so much? I mean, these were, like, highly trained, know. highly he was skilled distracted, guys. You know? uh, he was clearly distracted and with good reason. But right. I, I was kind of like, what? But I just hate it. I hated it. As soon as he stepped into that convenience store and he's being all, like, cavalier know, and fun. I and I was like, Ugh. no! Yeah, yeah, so there's red meat in the candy bar. I can't. And the flowers. It, it and there's flower petals everywhere. And the war of the freaking roses. I mean. Uh. <laughs> People are probably listening to this, like, on their way to work or, like, commuting or something. <laughs> and they're just like. <laughs> we're just having an emotional break. Sorry, everyone. Don't blame but you us. Know what, you know exactly what we're talking about, and you all feel the same way. Yeah. So it's when he walks into that convenience store, you're just like your heart drops. To I the don't floor. even know. Yeah, it really does because it's just because, and he is just so dang likable. Yeah. Like he is just so. Oh, and we meet his, his little, little brother, brother just, at the beginning yeah, of the episode. Just yeah, stacking the deck. Oh That's all that they were doing. Oh, yeah. in case you didn't think he was great before, yeah. he's also a big brother. It has been for years. That does the big brother storyline does bring about one of my top five favorite Charlie moments ever oh, in future yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. So it just what do we what do we even say about it? I just. It's sad. There, the, even the moment where they find out the guy's gone, that's cute because he's like shouting at you know he's like you're the first person that's got me thinking about switching sides and she's just they're just so yeah. cute and they kiss and then it's fine whatever it's not it's not fine you gotta you gotta feel those it's feelings, not fine Sally. there really isn't much else to talk about in it because it just it was it her crying on the bench it was perfect yeah. it was just and that like. When she gets told about it, she's initially is like, no, that's 
that's not right. That can't be right. He was just going down the street. Yeah. Like, it was the perfect... It was such a human... It's exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. She would just be in shock and be like, no, yeah. no, no, you're just wrong. You know? Yeah. yeah it was expertly uh, So, but also, this will sort of segue into the next storyline, though, but when we see her find out about it, and we also see Josh find out about yeah. it. Yeah. Which was very interesting because, so he and Amy are fighting, which we'll get into in a second, but he and Amy are fighting, they get the phone call, and Amy just says, Simon Donovan has been shot and killed, which, hey, she doesn't deliver that news very tactfully, softly, yeah. although I guess, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter, Josh is, you know, a grown man that works in politics, right. but B, you have to think, she doesn't say how or why, so to I would imagine Josh, having been shot himself... Upon hearing that a Secret Service agent who was guarding one of his closest oh, friends was gosh. shot, would immediately think, would immediately think that CJ has been shot at. You know what I mean? Like that's, I I would think that's where Oof. his brain would go. I didn't even think about that. So that just adds a whole other layer to it of him. Josh just his face is just like, I don't know. It's just perfect. But but then there's Amy and Josh and. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess we could talk about. Actually, not Bluch, because well, it turned out okay for yeah, it me. Yeah, turned out okay, because Josh made her lose her job. You yeah, know, I guess that's what happens when you throw your boyfriend's phone into the stew and then cut off his landline. Well, and, like, to be fair, like, the way they set it up, he didn't really have much of a choice. No, like, he got backed into a he corner. He tried so many options, yeah. The only thing he could have done was take the Richie, the, you know, oh, if he meets Richie, then we'll give you the votes, but he didn't want to do that. He said, I'm not a date service or whatever he said. But, and then she, my favorite exchange between them is when she says, I'd do it again. And he said, that's what's scaring the hell out of me. And she says, good, it's about time. And I was like, yeah, it's about time. Like she, I don't know. She's just not good. good. (laughs) Um, William on Twitter asked if he didn't really understand what Josh did to win. Like, did we see him talk to Amy's boss or just tell Donna about it? And I think we just, saw him talk to, tell Donna about it. I don't think we actually see him. He said he right. brought off her boss. Somehow, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and, to- and Toby yeah. says the line that she's highly employable. Yeah. Uh, so then we know what's happening without seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. yeah. I should say also that um, we got, we did get a note from Anna, one of our listeners, Anna. who, and I, we had... I had, she had emailed that she she thinks she's a little more fond of Amy Gardner than, than I am, which is not hard to do, but it's not hard to be. But then I emailed back and I was like, well, I want to I wanna know why. Like, I we to be honest, guys, we haven't had a lot of people saying they're big fans. And I was like, I'm going to pick somebody's brain about this. Like, what is it? What am I missing? And I did like what she said. She said uh, she she likes what Amy brings out in Josh. And I liked this analogy. She said, with Amy, Josh becomes a little brother, not being allowed to decide all the conditions, teasing but sometimes insecure, whereas he's the teasing big brother type in relation to Donna in the first seasons anyway. And I agree with that. I mean, I think that makes sense. He, he's def- The ball is not in his court all the time with Amy, and that's a different, that's an odd place for Josh to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps him on his toes, so, for sure. Just wanted to share that little tidbit. Yeah, I... I like her so. fine. I mean, obviously, I don't want him to end up with her, but I I like her, and I I like when she's there. Uh, I don't need her to be there more than she is, but yeah. But she lost and her she job. She also said, yeah. She also said Anna in the email said that Sorkin, you know, gets critiqued sometimes for not writing the strongest 
woman role women roles so and she thinks that amy is an exception to that and i mean she's definitely a strong woman so yep she's a you know she's a force to be reckoned with to be sure solves that yeah so thanks anna thanks anna i think that well what else i love toby all the time but well most of the time yeah i love toby in, Mm -hmm. in this episode when he, first of all, let's give a shout out to Toby's pink ball, which has returned. Yes. <laughs> and I wrote that down. Yay. When he's talking with Sam toward the end and they're trying to figure out, well, first of all, this also sets up the conversation with Richie and Bartlett that Richie went to yeah. a Yankee game, right? He went to uh-huh. a Yankee game yeah. because that's what um, are like normal Americans do, air quotes <laughs> that you can't see right yeah. now. And... So that sets up that whole thing with Bartlett. But then Sam it was, like, devising a plan to delay him using the motorcade. And Toby gets, like, really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And you should just listen to it because it's, it's cute. He's coming at intermission. Well, I'm not sure that suits me. I know what you mean. Making an entrance after the president. That's just not how we play bridge. It's not how we say cricket. Okay, but you're starting to freak me out a little bit. Just talk to me. How many people are at the game? It's a good game. About 40,000 probably. There was an incumbent president who was facing a primary challenge, and on the day of the primary, his staff sent his motorcade into a district that was heavily favored by his opponent in order to tie up traffic. Now, I would like to make a plan that I would never do anything to tamper with an election. I am so proud of you. You're really very much freaking me out. I just love Toby and Sam together on this one. And the way that they spin it to the press as well, they go out during the first intermission at the play, and... I just, I love it. I love that when they get to work the press, right. which is not that often. Yeah. And before the big, Sam has big wins, like just going into the storyline before, when Toby is bouncing his ball in the window, Kevin Kahn, who's just the worst guy. Yeah, the worst. Or terrible. Mm-hmm. He had commented or, or leaked something about the Everglades and, and Sam sort of, Sam twisted it and did it and, you know, put a spin on it and like, had sort of a little win there, and then he had the bigger win later with the traffic thing, and so it was fun. It was really fun to watch Sam get his yeah, mojo back. Yeah, you can play that game. And I love the whole, yeah, I love the whole three-episode arc for mm-hmm. Sam of screwing up royally, feeling a little uneasy, getting his feet back, and really just doing what he is good at. So, go Sam. Also, can I say, just like stepping outside of the West Wing world, I love, I love when whenever this happens, and obviously it's happened more than once, and it happened to Toby, when they force people to do things by announcing it in the media before it's been agreed upon. Like when Andy says that she signed Toby up to be on some committee, but she already announced it, so now he has to. And the same thing happened here. Uh That's exactly what Khan did, is he said, oh, that they're going to have a meeting. You know, I just think it's really interesting the way that that happens. So, just Mm -hmm. my own two cents. Yep. I also, Toby and Josh are talking on the phone. That's when we find out that they're bringing Brenda in, who is Amy's boss. But Toby asks Josh if he puts too much, if he had put too much pressure on him. He's really concerned that he, you know, put too much pressure on him. And I thought that was just, everyone's being real considerate these last few episodes. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's being so nice. Although, okay, I will say, you were talking about when they spin, they spin Toby's, the traffic thing to the Mm -hmm. press. And... Toby says, or no, Sam says, if 90% of success is showing up, we're just happy someone's standing up for the other 10. Yeah. I, I don't really get that. And I'm pretty, like, I, I think I'm 
pretty good with words, but like, well, ninety percent of success. I don't. Yeah, it, it didn't totally I, land for me. Like, obviously, they're talking about Bartlett, who did show up. But Bartlett did so show up. So he's the full so, hundred. I guess the ten percent is the uh, is. The oh, smart. he's saying he's being sarcastic and saying we're glad that. We're glad that Richie is standing up for the other 10% who don't show up. <laughs> right? That's, okay, that's what I'm going to take it to mean now. Like, oh, we're so glad Richie's standing up for the other 10% who don't show up to be successful. It's very sly. That makes sense. All right, cool. I get it now. Thanks, guys, for letting me talk that sure, through with we're you. here for you. Let's talk, uh, uh, let's talk about Richie, because he eventually does show up. Okay. So there yeah. goes that whole 90%. Yes. But Yeah, he does. Ugh, what a douchebag. <laughs> What a douchebag, but I just, I, I mean, this is a famous exchange. The line of, okay, so obviously President Marlon tells Richie that his Secret Service agent was shot and Richie's reaction is crime. Boy, I don't know. And then the famous line when Bartlett's walking out and he says, you know, just in the future, if you're wondering, crime, boy, I don't know, is when I decided to kick your ass. (laughs) It is, that is just, like, I wanted to stand up and applaud. It's the best. Because, really, Bartlett, we haven't seen Bartlett all in this 150%. Mm -hmm. You know, he had the little hot mic moment that that was him doing that. But other than that, we haven't seen him really jump into the Mm reelection thing yet. And it's, it was just, it was perfect. So, uh, love that, as do many, many people. That's a very famous line in the West Wing. But I love their whole exchange, you know? Richie's like, how many different ways are you going to think to call me dumb? <laughs> and it just... And Bartlett tells it, Richie, you, you've turned know. being unengaged into a zen-like thing. <laughs> yeah. And I like the whole argument, too, where he's... The same argument that President Bartlett had with Toby. That, what, people who like baseball can't like books? Like, you can't be plain-spoken and yeah. be... You know, the smartest kid in the class. Like, I, you know what I mean? There's, they're mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah, that if you're, that you can be smart without being elite. Mm-hmm. Um, or being snobbish. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just, I think it's great. I love that Bartlett is smoking because <laughs> I sort of feel like. He's real stressed. That does bring him down to the sort of like every man. I don't know. Maybe that seems silly, but like, it felt very. You know, we're just out back talking, kind of talking shop kind of thing. So it was interesting, an interesting parallel. Well, I thought he was smoking because he was stressed um, out about Sharif, which he probably well, was. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, he is. I just meant, As like, storyline-wise, it's an, an – yeah, 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 yeah. Rather than playing chess. <laughs> no, yes. He was definitely smoking because he was stressed, which – so let's just talk about Sharif. Me. Well, bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. I thought this was so great. I thought it was all so great. I mean, I you know that the device where they, anytime you play music that's in tension with what's actually being shown, you know, so yeah. it's like joyful and triumphant, like theatrical music that's happening when the assassination yeah. takes place. And it's that song that Bartlett uh, referenced earlier to Stanley, who makes a guest appearance here. And... Uh-huh. It's it's kind of like when there's kids music playing in horror movies. It's just so it's right. so af- clearly effective to heighten the drama of the scene. Right. So this it's the ending of it and we see the assassination right. and well, oof, gives me chills. Yeah. And 
the line, uh, President Bartlett tells Stanley about the line in the song. The line says, and victorious in war, war shall be made glorious in peace. Yeah. And that was contrasting, too, because you could sort of tell that, like, even though it was a win, and not a win, but even even though it would be considered a win, and even though it was what they had to do, it did not in any way feel like a win. So to have someone saying, oh, victorious and more and glorious and, and glorifying that sort of thing, and Bartlett, in contrast to that, is dealing with the actual real-life effects of that, mm. it's a different, you know, it just, that was interesting, too. That, like, hey, it's not all celebratory, even when you're winning. Yeah. So I wonder if that was just I wonder if Aaron Sorkin just kind of got hung up on that lyric himself and then kind of wrote a storyline yeah. where he could use that. I think that probably is, is very likely. I love which speaking of which I love that he's talking to Stanley again. I like the scene where he says, I can't tell you, and Stanley is like, No, but you can, and he's like, No, I really can't. No, I bro. really can't. <laughs> Martin Sheen, A plus in this whole episode, obviously. Although but really I feel like Stanley's just there as, like, catharsis. Because he really... He can't talk about it. I don't understand how that whole no. thing works He's in terms of, like, client privileges yeah. and then the law. You know, if he were to be subpoenaed, like, what could he actually say? Yeah, I just like that. I like when he leaves the meeting with... Uh, I have a strange meeting coming up. And then he goes to meet Sharif. Oof. Which was so interesting. Which... Oh, wait. Let's back up. Because... They start in the situation room, right? right? And Leo's Leo. talking about naming the lobsters. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> He's talking about how his daughter goes to the restaurants and she names the lobsters and then he can't eat them. I love that. Which is, is yeah, that's a great illustration. It fits perfectly. But Bartlett is pretty sassy during this whole exchange. You know, he says something He's about, like... He's ambivalent. Yeah, he says something about, like, doesn't the law also require that I not assassinate someone? Yeah. And he says, like, how does this work? Fitz walks up to him with a gun. I think he's just, like, he's, like, processing it. They're talking about things they can and can't do. It can't be military. It can't, you know, like, military can't uh, do civilian law enforcement, whatever. And Bartlett says... Posse comitatus. Yeah, 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 the title. And Bartlett says, the things we choose to care about. And that's a great, that's a great line and a great point that it's so funny that certain things are allowed and certain things can be overlooked. But what's funny is that... Afterwards, they give him this pin to give to Sharif, and <laughs> they hand him this pin, to and he's looking at it. it's got a recording device. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he tosses it down on the table, and as he's walking out, he's like, you gotta get the, you gotta put the pin in a box. We give it to him in a box. And I was just thinking, that's exactly a parallel of the things we choose to care about. Like, you're about to assassinate the man, and you're like, the least I can do is put the pin in a box. Like, <laughs> it just... So that was really interesting yeah. to me because that was the first thing I thought was the things you choose to care about, which he does care about the rest of it, but you know yeah, what I mean? Like definitely does. It's just interesting. Oof. Yeah. So then the meeting is awkward. There's so much meat to this story. There's so much meat to this whole episode, but the meeting is awkward. He doesn't shake his hand. Yeah. That was super weird. Oh. And he's like, Oh, just yeah. tell the, he's telling the translator, uh, tell Sharif that I've got a, a rash on my hand. Really? Really? Yeah. And doesn't that tip him off? Like, doesn't that make him suspicious? Like, oh, that's yeah. the weirdest thing yes. ever. You can see the look in his eye. But I, I can see the pres I can see Barlett's point, too, is because he mutters to himself, not in the Oval Office. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I can do a lot of things, man, but I'm not going to shake this man's hand in the Oval Office and then kill him later. Or, or did she not... Or did... Oh. I mean, obviously, he didn't want to shake his hand because he knew he was going to kill him. But also... 
Right. Is was it also do you think because this guy was plotting a terrorist attack on us, you know, that uh, he didn't want to shake his hand. I mean, it could have been a combination of the two. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. I thought it was a uh, but yeah, it's probably both. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's probably just I don't want to shake this guy's hand in the Oval Office. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, I could see. They both. probably should have just changed that uh, to the Roosevelt Room or something. I just to finish the storyline. I love how they end it with him being sort of silhouetted in the curtain. Mm. I love this is this whole episode is just me saying everything that I love. It's okay, but I love There's a lot to love. Yeah, I love. President Bartlett and Leo sort of arguing about it. I love that Leo says, or President Bartlett says, it's absolutely wrong. And Leo just says, I know, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah. And, and, and that Bartlett says, take him. That's so, like, what an order. And I promise I'll be done soon. But I like when Leo was walking to President Bartlett. It was also sort of his silhouette. Lots of great camera angles and silhouettes in this episode. But... President Barlett asked, doesn't this mean we join the League of Ordinary Nations? Mm-hmm. And I, just the whole conversation, I just like that President Barlett is struggling with it. And we talked about it a little bit last episode, but I just, I really enjoy character-wise the the moral struggle that this storyline gave them. So. Whew. Yeah. It's. Whew. I agree. I agree. <gasps> Exhale. Exhale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's also talk about. Charlie and Debbie Fitterer. <laughs> yeah. What a terrible time, really, to be interviewing. Right? Uh, the sec- I mean, like, President, which, of course, Charlie doesn't know, but pr- the President has a lot going on. Yeah, true. But it was such so. a, uh, I mean, well, guest star alert, Lily Tomlin. hey Yeah. Alpaca farmer that wonderful. she is, and not the last time that yeah. she'll be uh, on a show with Martin Sheen. Now they're on that. What no. is it, Gracie and Frankie or Grace and, Grace Frankie. and Frankie on Netflix? Yeah, but she's just—I love them all. Sorkin alum, actually. Yeah, yeah, I love. That's true. The other guy from the newsroom, right? Yeah, Sam yep. Larson. Yeah, I I love the way that they set this up, though, because if it had been a person mm-hmm. just like Mrs. Landingham, then people would have hated her for not being Mrs. Landingham. But she, on the other hand, is I more likable. Is she's likable in her own way in a very quirky, kind of an outsider point of view sort of way. I did not like her my first watch. No? I'm going to be honest. No. Because, I think because, I appreciate her a lot more now just because I've watched Lily Tomlin and some other things, and because I think the character just sort of grew on me, I Mm -hmm. guess. She does. But the introduction is pretty harsh. I mean, and and like you said, you're going to, Miss Lanningham is just the, toughest act to follow and I think we're endeared to her more once we find out endeared to Debbie Fitterer more once we find out the Charlie backstory mm-hmm. but until then at first it's just like yeah yeah she's rough around the edges and not in like a there there isn't enough redeeming there aren't enough redeeming qualities yet there aren't enough like because Miss Landingham she was sassy but she was also motherly or like older sisterly to President Barlow like she also took really good care of him and like Cared about him a lot. And we have, just haven't seen that yet with Debbie Fitterer. But now that I have seen the whole arc and that I've rewatched it, and I just adore Lily Tomlin. So I like her I a just, lot I now. I just feel so bad because it takes so long before we find out why Charlie wants her. Yeah. You know, he just keeps saying, like, I've got the right. lady. I've got the lady in the last episode. Yeah, And sure. it reflects so mm-hmm. badly on him 
when she shows up for the interview and she's like high on anti-anxiety pills or whatever and Bartlett's like is right. this a joke like you really brought me this like gambling alpaca farmer it's that could have been devastating to Charlie I mean basically Bartlett's right. like hey I'm yeah. gonna staff this out to someone else because clearly you can't handle it you know Charlie's not phased yep. he's gonna set up another interview Yep, he is not based at all, and I appreciate that in him. Go, Charlie. Go, Charlie, yeah. go. Do your thing, man. I guess, I guess, I feel like there's so much more, but it just, it literally is just me saying, oh, this is so good <laughs> about everything. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, everything's good. Yeah, it's it's one of the, I would say one of the top ten episodes. Yeah, it's, and I sort of always forget about it because of two cathedrals and because, no spoilers, but the next two episodes are fantastic as well. Yeah. And I sort of always just think of CJ in this episode and not everything else that goes on. I don't know, but it, man, it's so good. It's so good. Yep. So, everyone send us your thoughts and comments. Oh, and, and Leo quotes the Thomas Merton prayer, which I love, where he's trying to convince yes. uh, President Bartlett, you know, where right. even if he doesn't know God's will, that the, his desire to know God's will is pleasing to the Lord. So I thought that was yeah. My, cool. my I want to please you, and isn't that pleasing? Yeah, I thought that so, was cool. Yeah. Also, like the line where Toby said, "I've been to 441 games at Yankee Stadium. No one there is ordinary." <laughs> <laughs> but then Sam agrees with him, and he's like, "Are you insulting the Yankees?" <laughs> yeah, I, I love Toby in it. Yeah. Funny. Well, can you pick an MVP? Yeah, it's Simon Donovan. Simon! Yeah. Well, I'm sure. going to pick CJ then. Okay. But Deal. just so we have all of our I'm bases just, covered. I'm emotionally drained, so. <laughs> I know, we're going to have to take a minute and regroup. <laughs> but we'll be back for Season four. 20 Hours in America, which is also draining. Well, so. but one of your favorites. But I know. Yes. <laughs> can't wait. Okay. Ooh, can't Another wait. season. We did it. Third, three right. seasons. We did Sally. it. Can you? Yep. I, Pretty crazy. We, I can't we believe met, it. We nope. met two cast members this season in in yep. real life. We're working on what more, will happen so. in season four. I just booked a plane ticket to LA. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.